Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome into the Charles Schwab Challenge. Last year, this was the first event, the first event back for sports outside of the MMA for the PGA Tour specifically, and it was a good one. It was a fantastic start last year to the PGA getting back and golf coming back, and it started with Daniel Berger topping Colin Morikawa. Morikawa, who ended up missing a three-foot putt, otherwise would have won this event, right? He drove the green very much like last week's PGA Championship where he won last year. This event was a little bit before that. He drove the green. He kind of foreshadowed what he did at the PGA Championship. And he was able to potentially win it, but he lost in overtime. I had a nice little bet. I thought we were going to start off really nice outside of the first week back. Did not come through as Daniel Berger came from behind, kind of boat raced him, won in the playoff. And now both those gentlemen, both those fellow golfers are back this week after both playing last week. And Morikawa trending in a little bit of a different direction than Berger, playing absolutely fantastic on tour right now. His irons, the best on the planet in my opinion, are dialing as good as possible, finishing top 10 last week and in back-to-back events. Now we're going to be talking about the Charles Swab Challenge at the Colonial this week, a par 70, about 7,200 yards, so... First par 70 in a little while now. It's only about 120 or so golfer fields. Not an insanely full field event, but let's break it down. This is what we are going to do in this show is just go salary range by salary range and discuss. I already have my early projections done, early ownership that will change throughout the week, but we'll be discussing that. And then on tomorrow's show for Wednesday, depending on when you're watching this, we'll be looking at my two favorite players from every single factoring in ownership, factoring in projection, factoring how to build an optimal lineup from every single salary range. We'll be taking out two players from that and discussing my bets for this week. So without further ado, let's get into the 10K plus range. I appreciate it if you're here right now. If you want to like, subscribe and do those things, if you had a very good time at PGA Championship content or any of my past golf content, even NBA content, maybe you're flying in from there, NFL, whatever it might be. I appreciate it if you leave me any feedback in the comment section. So like I said, it's a par 70, about 7,200 yards, and I'm really going to be looking for the irons here. That's what ended up really getting it done last year. Obviously, Morikawa making it into the playoff. You had some other players going neck and neck with Morikawa down the stretch, and Berger had a really nice iron performance down the stretch. Now, what you're looking at right now is basically the 10K plus range, and we can start there for what stands out to me. So the guys up top, Jordan Spieth, the irons were not as hot at the PGA Championship, but the thing that let him down, if anything, was the putter. And now putting was very difficult if you made the weekend, so your stats putting might look worse than some guys who got cut because the wind started to pick up like Justin Thomas got cut and the putter didn't look that bad but it probably would have looked a lot worse on the weekend Sunday was really difficult to read greens when the wind is just absolutely insane so Spieth loses two strokes with the putter we don't expect that to happen so he's firmly in play it kind of comes down to though if you want to choose Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas this week maybe you can get yourself to build a lineup with both of them but that upper 10k range has a lot of other nice names that we'll get to so between Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth right now for me personally I'm currently leaning Justin Thomas if I had to pick one of these guys the only two guys in that 10k range Justin Thomas has been much better this season than Jordan Spieth on par 70s and it is a smaller sample because we haven't had much since Jordan Spieth has been dominating but Justin Thomas comes into this event ranking fourth overall in par 70 play and the only difference is really right now that Justin Thomas missed the cut last week so maybe he gets a little bit less ownership on him as Jordan Spieth continues to make cuts and continues to perform very nicely Jordan Spieth is not completely out of play for me I do like him and it might actually end up being a leverage piece depending on where ownership is JT has continued to game with his irons and again he did miss to cut last week but he's playing in fine form if i do say so myself i'm not going to be taking anything away from last week in terms of being very scared from it but the guy that i really want to be getting to and the guy that i'm really going to be excited about this week is going to be one 
$10,500. The guy I had a bet on last year at this event, the guy that I like a lot is Colin Morikawa at $10,500. The guy's irons, for a guy who's been fantastic since he's come on the tour with this irons, with this ball striking, have likely never been better. I currently have Colin Morikawa projecting out for 70.7 fantasy points and early on a lot of ownership. So we're going to have to see where this one rises out. If Justin Thomas missed cut last week makes him half his own, I like that play. Morikawa coming off a back-to-back top 10 finishes where he has gained, where he has currently gained at least seven strokes with his irons and five five out of his last six events. Let me repeat that. At least seven strokes with his irons. Some guys are just happy to gain two strokes with their irons, and that's an elite week for them. So if Morikawa can just lose a stroke, right? He ended up losing two and a half strokes with the putter last week. The PGA Championship finishes eighth. If he doesn't lose two and a half strokes, if he just puts neutral, he's going to win basically every single event. And we've been saying that now for a year since he first won on tour. And it's going to remain true. So Morikawa stands out for me. So above that 10K range, I would rank it right now. Morikawa, JT, and Spieth in my overall interest. Now we can slide into that $9,000 range. And as we get to the 9K range it's going to feature a couple of guys who are playing some pretty good golf will zaltorce the top 10 finish last week holding out on a par four for eagles going to help your overall stats and something that's a little bit fluky but those things happen he ranks over the last 50 rounds the number one player in this field in terms of his approach play and number three in t to green and ball striking he'll continue to be somebody that i like a lot but i'm going to slide down a little bit more to talk about some guys who are, are more interesting there's will zaltorce who we know has been playing great golf there's Corey connors who we know has continued to play good golf these guys i expect to pick up ownership i've got connors as the highest owned guy at 25 percent early on right now i I got Zalatoris picking up not that much ownership after his price tag is kind of in this range where maybe not that many guys get to him. So those are the two guys who stand out as like the quote unquote obvious plays. They're great plays. There's not much analysis that needs to be put on them. I like those fellas. But another two players that I want to talk about is Waikki Neiman and Sanjay and some younger players that I do think are trending in the right direction. We can pull up Neiman right now on Fantasy National if you want to check it out. It's a stat site link down below. It's fantastic. Use their tools and I really do enjoy leveraging their stats. Now Neiman's been playing great. He's been coming off of just a bunch of made cuts. Neiman has not missed a cut in a very long time. The last missed cut from Neiman was at the Northern Trust back in last August. So you get some sort of security there. And the one thing with Neiman is he's kind of proven that he can actually putt now. This is a guy who was not known for putting at least last year. He was on a pretty big skid. And now he's gained strokes putting in five straight events and in some major ways. The ball striking is always there. The one thing that's going to be affecting him is around the green play. And now this specific season, the driver has been showing off more often than not. So the driver, the putter there, the irons continue to fire for Neiman, somebody that I like a lot in this range. And as a potential pivot, similar skill set, if you will, to Corey Connors. Connors never was the guy to get you there with the putter but this year he has been similar to Neiman they both struggle immensely if they had one big struggle point it would be around the green at least over the last six months or so so Neiman is going to stand out for me as a really nice pivot off of the Corey Connors of the world and I do like him in that range but the other guy that I like in this range is currently finding himself at $9,100 for somebody who has dominated par 70 since he's come on tour right now Sanjay M this week is that fellow for me who ranks out right now top 15 in this field on par 70s and his game is clicking a 17 so he missed the cut at the Wells Fargo right but he made the cut finishing highly at some weaker field events the heritage the Valspar finishes top 30 the heritage top 15 and then he gets the top 20 finish at the pga last weekend everything looked good the driver was the best as drivers looked probably maybe in the last two months or so he gained on approach he gained with the putter the putter checked back in after a couple of weeks of not really being there so sunjay m is trending in the right direction here and i think we're getting a significant price discount if this is going to be the sunjay he gained across the board and gained 6.4 total strokes that was the best event that we've seen from him since january the first event of the year at the tournament of champions so right now in this range Corey connors is your obvious play neiman is your pivot off of that guy the lower owned guys at the top and bottom of the range that i like a lot will zalatoris at ninety nine hundred dollars and sunjay m at ninety one hundred dollars right now early on i have sunjay projecting out for just for just for just 
6% ownership. We'll see if that number rises as content like this comes out throughout the week. So we can finish off the expensive range now, if you will, the 8K and above range with that $8,000 range. And it's not really a lot of guys stand out in a major. A lot of guys like Justin Rose, who is fantastic on par 70s, but the game has been up and down lately. He's somebody that I'll be looking to for a lower owned guy, a guy who's finished top three here with a win back in 2017, third place finish last year. Again, dominates par 70s, loves this course specifically. He's somebody who can rise for me if ownership stays low, but not a lot of guys stand out in a major way. Sure, Phil Mickelson, if he's going to actually not withdraw from this event, I'm not just going to say I don't want to play him. He gained eight strokes on his irons. He looked good last time out. I don't think he's completely somebody you should check off, but at 8,500, I understand if you don't want to go there after the win. Kevin Nash, Streelman, Matt Wallace, all these guys, they just kind of look okay. Brian Harmon seems to be picking up major ownership early on because of how consistent he's been and how he's fared here finishing top 30 or better the last three years. Tringale is somebody who, if you want to talk about the psychology of how people view this, Tringale, if you look at his total numbers from last week, not going to look that great. Ends up missing a cut. But Tringale was two under with about five holes left and absolutely erupted. He shot like plus six over his final five holes and missed the cut. But before that, he was looking like one of the better golfers. He was basically tied for a top 10 finish heading into the weekend and he erupted. Trust me, I know my lineups had him in them along with a lot of other guys who ended up missing the cut. So Tringale is probably my favorite, second favorite option in this range. My favorite option is just going to be Charlie Hoffman. Charlie Hoffman at $8,700 missed the cut here last year, but he ranks out right now. The ball striking numbers for Charlie Hoffman have been off the charts literally right now. He ranks out as a borderline top five ball striker over his last 50 rounds in this field right now. Hoffman has gained 8.2 strokes with the approach play, six strokes with the approach play. Then he lost two, then he gained six, seven, five. So he's been gaining just on average over the past month to two months, about over six strokes with his approach play right now, which is what I'm looking for here, which is fantastic. The problem is I expect high ownership. Early on, I have him projecting out for about 20% ownership and being a top five owned guy. So really, I mean, if you're not going to go there or to Cameron Chingali, I might be just fading this 8K range. It is a really strong slate to go up and get a Colin Morikawa plus a JT or a Spieth. And then you kind of live in the 7K range where the top of the 7K range isn't as loaded as it normally is. And before we get into discussing that 7K range, I just want to let you know about the sponsor of the program today. And that is going to be Superdraft. Superdraft is a multiplier format. We have projections over on Patreon, which you can check out down below. Ownership, lineup optimizer, all that type of stuff is over on Patreon. I encourage you to at least, you know, try it out and see if you'll enjoy it. But Superdraft, the multiplier format, if if you use the code SAL and sign up for it, no salary caps, just multipliers. They have a contest this week that has a couple thousand dollars in play there for you to win. You use the code SAL and you sign up, they'll give you $20 to play with a free credit right there. So use that code SAL, it's linked down below Superdraft. The nice thing is these contests have not been filling lately. So if they don't fill by 30%, you just by entering a lineup beat 30% of the field. That is Superdraft.io. There's a link in the description below. Again, that code SAL to take advantage of just getting a free $20 deposit match when you just sign up. $20 credit, not bad. That will get you into a couple of contests to maybe parlay that free money into a couple thousand dollars. So check it out. Linked down below. Thank you, Superdraft, for sponsoring the golf portion, the $7,000 range. So we have part of the $7,000 range on the screen right now to about the $7,400, so all the way up top. So up top's not as elite like I was saying. Now, Emiliano Grillo, if you want to talk about guys who set up nicely here, yeah, he's going to set up nicely here if you just talk about the ball striking, borderline top five approach player in this field. The putter has been checking out and is nice. And right now, Emiliano Grillo is my number one point per dollar play. I have him projecting out to be one of the highest owned guys, right up there with Brian Harmon, right up there with Corey Connors and Charlie Hoffman. So Grillo. Rio is going to look nice. Again, my highest item for 62.4 fantasy points, which means he should be probably somewhere near the upper 8K range. Maybe he's $1,000 on their price is what my model right now on Patreon is currently telling me. So Grio is going to look good. So if you want to play him and you want to eat the ownership bite there, that's fine. But uh, you know, if you want to get away from that, which I normally like to do in golf, there's some other options. The problem is in this upper 7K range, the options aren't as much there. Maybe you go up to the 8K range to a Cameron Tringale. If you slide down a little bit, Chris Kirk has been struggling, but he is a better player on par 70s historically. So that does stand out. But if we want 
want to go down now to a range where it's not going to be on the screen as much but here we go we can start to get to some guys i like going to pivoting from the upper sevens to the mid sevens i think there's some benefits there harold varner is a guy who is going to stand out from what just can you get us don't blow up around the green varner just don't blow up around the green it's very Corey connor's neiman-esque except they're more control over it just don't blow up around the green it's very doc redmond-esque over the last six months or so harold varner finished top 20 here last year in his first appearance harold varner ranks out right now as a top 12 t to green player in this field just don't blow up around the green i'll take the ownership pivot for right now harold varner who is not going to come in with any ownership at all he is a top 15 play in my rankings right now harold varner projects out for 55.8 fantasy points and just five percent ownership early on on par 70s over his last 50 rounds varner ranks second in t to green play and he ranks eighth in overall scoring in this field 11th in DraftKings scoring harold varner where he's been finishing lately just played at the pga championship and hey he made the cut look at 7400 i'm just ma- looking for you to make the cut as a decent birdie or better player that's really all i'm looking for at this point so harold varner gained four strokes around the green he lost with the putter which was the concern at the pga championship he gained four strokes around the green basically lost four strokes with the putter so he's a net neutral in the short game even though he's really saving himself around the green but everything else was checking out as always the ball striking the tee to green he gained basically the season high he has in tee to green play i want to take advantage of that at lower ownership so yes grio is the fantastic play in the seven carries but everybody's going to know that in early on ownerships going there the pivot or at least one of them is harold varner if we leverage the tools of fantasy national again we'll pull up pat and kazire who's the other 7400 range who is going to be my second favorite play in this 7k range not named grio if you're looking for any type of leverage and he just gained 11.3 strokes the last time we saw him at the byron nelson he finished third overall that's now two top 10 finishes in the last two months and the game is checking out and the big thing is the approach play as you can see here now he's lost like 1.2 strokes and a stroke on approach but the approach play has become a lot more stable this season it's no longer losing four to five strokes on approach and that's blowing him out you know kazire is going to be a good putter as you can see in this column right here he just gains every single week with the putter it comes down to what he does off the tee right now the ball striking is not elite not because of his irons and his approach play but more so about what he's doing with the driver off the tee he continues to lose basically every single week but he did indeed lose last week lost a stroke and a half and still finished top 10 because he's been very consistent with his irons and very consistent with the putter if he gets anything decent with the driver he's just not absolutely ejecting himself from the tournament at this price point it's going to be a very nice payoff for you now if we close it out at the bottom of the 7k range there's going to be a lot of options down here there's going to be guys like kyle stanley and johnny vegas johnny vegas is just as consistent as they come right now i don't know why he continues to be so cheap johnny vegas continues to play well coming off of a top 10 finish the last time that we saw him kyle stanley seems to be showing some life when it comes to just his ball striking numbers kyle stanley to end last year and start this year was very consistent with his irons and then they kind of evaporate on him he's coming off of a week at the wells fargo and now back-to-back made cuts three out of his last four events finishing 40 or better but coming off of a week the last time we saw him at the wells fargo which has been about three weeks ago so sometime but he gained 7.1 strokes t to green and five and a half strokes five and a half strokes on approach that was the best performance that we've seen since the november rsm where he finished top 10 so maybe there's something coming back for kyle stanley now so he's somebody to watch right who won't pick up a lot of ownership because people aren't paying attention to his recent performance and another guy who falls into that category would be a guy that we kind of referenced earlier about his around the green play being the thing that always blows him up if anything and now he's playing a little bit better and that would be doc redmond doc redmond just gained in every single stroke gain category the ball striking with the driver with the putter the around the green and the chipping the wedge play he gained for the first time since last february february of 2021 over a year well over a year at this point doc redmond just did that for the first time doc redmond got control of his irons he got control of his off the tee play he gained five and a half strokes tee to green and 8.3 strokes overall those 8.3 strokes were the best that he's looked since the bermuda 
where he finished top five back in November. So again, this is something that, okay, maybe it's just a blimp on the radar, but maybe he figured something out to his game, especially since he's gaining in every category, right? So if that's the case, the Kyle Stanleys, the Doc Redmonds are the guys who won't pick up ownership, who have been really bad lately. People are going to just assume that they continue to be bad, even though they're showing some glimpse of life and now they're continuing to be cheap where all you really need is a made cut of the, out of these fellas down here. So those are the 7K guys that I think are going to give you a really nice leverage spot. And since they're in the bottom of the 7K range, whether it is a Stanley, a Johnny Vegas, whether it is some of those $7,400 guys or a doc redmond they're cheap enough to allow you to play a Colin Morikawa and a JT, a Spieth and a JT, right? So you can combine those guys together. And early on, that's what I'm looking to do. Double studs because the 9K range, we talked about it. There's options in there for sure. But the 8K range is not that loaded. So if I'm going to be going with a 9K range guy, a 10K range guy, normally you have the money to go to the 8K range. I'd rather just skip it and go to the 7K range and get those studs up top in a field that is definitely not a weak field by any means, but it's kind of top heavy right now. As we head to the 6K range, as always, there's not much here. Again, if you want to check out the projections on Patreon, you can check them out down below. There's ownership. There's rankings there's top plays obviously the projected stats will be updated there's a lineup optimizer discord access all that type of stuff and other sports access as well link down below on patreon patreon.com backslash sal underscore vetri underscore if you want to check it out now down here in this upper six k range i mean there's a couple of guys who maybe stand out more than not but for the most part it's just kind of throw them in the air and see what you get like luke list has been kind of relatively stable in a lot of his strokes gain standpoints lately and if you're looking at where he is he's a top 20 strokes gain player in this field t to green over the last 50 rounds of golf. So he likes, if I had to pick somebody in this upper 9K range, it'd be him and it'd be Richie Werniski, who Werniski over the last couple of weeks now, for the people who have been paying attention very closely, maybe he's paid off for you as he's continuing to be in this 6K range, but he's actually producing now. Back-to-back -back made cuts, as you can see here on Fantasy National, gaining five strokes and 3.7 strokes overall. And look at this, the last time out, very similar to Doc Redman, he's gained across the board. The first time that we've seen that out of him in about a month to two months, that's good to see. But for the most part, over his last two to three events, he's fine. If anything, it's the putter that lets him down. We know he's not a great putter, but he's gained control over that. He has not lost a stroke putting in his last two events. And what do you know? He's made two cuts and finished top 40. And that's all you need. $6,800, $6,700, finish top 40 for a guy who can actually score as well when he's finishing that. He might outscore his placing position, maybe finish his 30th overall. If he's your cheapest guy in your lineup, that is a strong place to be at. So in the upper 6K range, that's where I would leverage. Now, there's a couple other guys that you can go to in the mid and the bottom 6K range. You can see where they're at in my projections, whether it's a Patrick Rogers, a Joseph Bromlett playing decent lately, a Jason Duffner, a Michael Thompson, who's coming off of a really nice day with his approach but we see that often we see thompson a maybe spikes up once every two months with the approach does it combine with his putting well then you're going to get a nice finish out of him if it doesn't eh, he makes the cut he finishes top 30 right so it's just kind of random to me at that point but there is a guy in the lower 6k range at 6400 that i want to talk about that fits the doc redmond the kyle stanley mold to an extent of a guy who's been really bad for a very long time has a bigger name than those guys but actually just showed up and showed us something at the byron nelson the last time we saw him the first time that he showed really any pulse of life in all the categories of approach play and short game and while and that's rcb rafa cabrea bello and that's going to be what he saw was 5.3 strokes gain total and five strokes gain t to green that is the best performance that we've seen out of him since the u.s open back in september of 2020 where he finished top 25 so i get it maybe this is just a blimp on the radar but it's at least something to look at because most people will go right by rafa cabrea bello's name down there the rcb in the 6400 range and just skip over it i think that's probably going to be a mistake this week he's going to be a quality putter over the long term we know that it just comes down to now can that approach play that we saw last week stay somewhat stable gaining strokes on approach last week two strokes gain has not been catastrophic on approach in about three or four weeks now 
Can that say stable? Because then we might actually find a diamond in the rough down here for a guy who does have some pedigree. And then if you're just looking for a pure out punt play, $6,100. I don't know why he continues to be priced this low, but it's going to be Mark Hubbard for me. Mark Hubbard at $6,100 for me should be like a $68 to $7,000 flat golfer. Now he missed a bunch of cuts in a row, but we said coming into the Byron Nelson, look, he grades out really nice for this event, for the field that he's in, for how he's kind of been playing lately, just barely missing the cut, had a really bad driver week when he missed the cut at the Wells Fargo. But outside of that, he's, he's, it's like one or two holes that's blowing up Mark Hubbard. Then he makes the cut and he finishes 34th. The putter was fine. The approach play gained two and a half strokes. The driver continues to be bad as it has been, but it wasn't catastrophic. So if you're looking for it, I don't think you have to come down here, but if you want to play Spieth and Morikawa or Spieth and Justin Thomas and JT, right? Whatever, whatever it is up there. If you go to $6,100 Mark Hubbard, it's not a terrible option. And that might allow you to actually get to some of the 8K guys if you really wanted to as well in that lineup. But that's where I'm at right now. That's the breakdown of the salary range by salary range. I appreciate you tuning in. We'll have my top eight overall golfers, maybe top 10 tomorrow video on Wednesday. If you enjoyed this video, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave a review. It takes a couple seconds of your time and it really does go a long way. Support the sponsor of the show, Superdraft, by using that code SOUND, the link down below. You just sign up for it. They'll give you $20 to play around with. Maybe you can turn that parlay it into a couple thousand dollar rooskies. Like and subscribe before you go. I appreciate you tuning in today. Any questions, you can reach out to me down below in the comments. You can leave me any feedback there or on Twitter at DFS. You all rock. The Charles Schwab Challenge is here. Let's get it.